and welcome to the S-Rank Media Club, your experts on excellence, making the world a less lonely place. I'm Colton Wallace, joined by my co-host, Quinn Foster. Hey guys, how's it going? And Kudrow. Hello, everyone. So, today on the show, we're going to discuss the direction of Stranger Things 4, the uh, Black Adam trailer, and our weekly group media, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I see now Quinn is telling me I did not unmute myself, so maybe you missed the first part of that. Not important. <laughs> so No, it wasn't too bad. It clipped a little bit. Like the first, good. Yeah, it's like the first couple words got cut yeah. out. but. <laughs> so, uh, Quinn, what's happening this past week? Um, so, majority of my media this week included Stranger Things, which you mentioned indiana jones which we'll talk about later um i played a few party games over the last week or so um humans human fall flat it's like a co-op kind of physics game played a little bit of that with uh my friends it's kind of like a puzzle solving um game where you have control over the arms of your character and you have to independently move them and, and climb and solve puzzles. Um, it's kind of fun. Wait, um, so each person has control over individual limbs? Um, sort of. So you, the direction you look is the direction your arms move in and then you okay. can grab, grab things. So it's very physics based. It's okay. kind of wonky. It's, it's kind okay. of like a fun, like party game that you can play with. You can play, I think probably four or more players. So, um, interesting um, i would recommend it gotcha um not right now it. it's it's sitting at like a b plus for me right now on, on, on the ranking um, gotcha. and another kind of similar type game is called just die already um <laughs> you're you essentially you're uh you're an old person who gets kicked okay. out of the retirement home for being too rowdy and <laughs> it's just this silly um dumb game where you, you you can get weapons and you collect tickets it's like an open world sandbox type of type of thing um also pretty fun to play with friends so i definitely recommend it um that one's sitting at probably a what's, c plus for me what's the purpose of that game um you just there, there's uh there's like challenges and stuff that you can complete um, okay like you blow up people or you what? pee on people stuff what? like that so in yeah like, let's die already are you trying to kill the character is that like the main goal or are you trying to not kill the character i'm um well you can reset yourself so that's another big part of the game that game is when you take damage you like you'll lose your limbs or you'll lose okay. your head so like at one point like you you can get all the way down to just like your hips like you're just a rolling ball of flesh essentially <laughs> um so it's it's silly in that way but it, um i bought it when it was on sale because i thought it'd be fun fun to play so it sounds um, mildly fucked up uh yeah a little bit it's <laughs> it's but it kind of works it works it's because i don't know it's because you're old and is that you, you can taunt people and stuff like that is this a new I game I, I haven't seen it before um i think it came out last year i want to say gotcha. just die um yeah it's like I said, it's like one of those party game, silly party games that you can play. Um, um, another similar one to, like I said, Human Fall Flat. Um, so, if it's ever on sale, I'd I'd recommend picking it up and ask your friends to pick it up too, and you can you know have some fun party stuff to do. Um, 
other than that, that's kind of the games I played. I played a lot of Valorant as well, which is kind of the game I usually play. Um, How is the Valorant going? Um, it's all right. Yeah, I'm not very good, but it's <laughs> still fun to play with my friends. That's okay. So, um, one point I did want to touch on is rumor a rumor or either confirmed that um within valorant which is a first person shooter like tactical mm-hmm. shooter where you plant a spike and diffuse it and, and that sort of thing um yeah, they're supposed to add a exactly counter strike with <laughs> with uh with abilities but uh they're supposed to add a a mute button so like one of the biggest issues with with video games is toxicity, right? Or like people backseat gaming, especially multiplayer games, they'll come in and tell you what to do. Sure. Well, you're um, the last person alive, they got killed within the first 10 seconds and then they're just right. you how to play the rest of the round. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. So Riot, who's the, who uh, develops the game is supposed to come out with a, a function where you can essentially mute your whole team mm-hmm. with, with a hotkey. So mm-hmm. like you find whatever, key you want and you can mute your entire team so then you can you can clutch in peace you don't have to worry about people coming over the mic and telling you where like what to do what you have left so um i'm surprised they didn't already have that like in uh riot's other game league of legends you can mute all chat like that's right and you can just do that i'm really surprised that's not already a thing right but in league of legends people don't use the voice chat very often do they let me tell you you can still be toxic (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um but anyway that's kind of a cool thing to look out for in in valorant um and then kind of my last story um at dallas dreamhack i just saw a story i thought it was pretty funny pretty pretty weird um during the Fortnite tournament Mm -hmm. a a player that wasn't doing so well Actually, let me let me start over. Fortnite. I'm assuming everybody knows what Fortnite is. It's a battle royale game where you essentially load into a world against 99 other people, and, and last person wins, king of hill type of thing. And there's a storm that kind of gets smaller to push all the players together. Anyway, they had a tournament for money, and um, they this person, this player, this pro player, I guess you call him, mm-hmm. was not doing well, so he decided to essentially f- drop on the top player over and over again okay essentially griefing him <laughs> for no reason not against the rules it's not against the rules but it's what you call it bad manners right uh, a bm type of mood or a good tactic i don't know well he wasn't gaining anything from it so well, he um anyway down the top player. well yeah but <laughs> he was he wasn't essentially he wasn't trying to become the top player he was just he was just being a dick right yeah, but maybe Fortnite should design their game to not allow this to happen. Maybe. Um, anyway, the person who was in first got pissed and went over and tried to fight him, like physically <laughs> outside of the game. That's amazing. Um, that was the that was like the major headline of of that uh, esports tournament. So I did not see that he tried to fight him. Oh, did, yeah. Okay, so I take it the top player lost then because he was being griefed by. Someone. I, you know, I didn't follow up on that. It wasn't that much of an interest i just saw the the fight story and i was like oh that's gotta bring that up so griefing people is awful but like griefing people in like a professional tournament setting is comical to me like i think it's right (laughs) (laughs) you know like you play a fighting game against somebody and they just use cheese tactics 
they're like, oh, I'm just going to do this this one um, projectile move because you're not good enough to work around it. But when right. you see somebody use cheese fighting tactics at a pro-level tournament, it becomes comical because then it's like somebody at the highest level who can't get around some broken game design where somebody's just cheesing them with some random repeated tactic. Right. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So well, for, did the, was there any punches thrown? Do you know if there are punches thrown? I, I don't know that. I, I mostly stuck to the headline. I didn't really think it warranted too much of my time. It was more just like, head, oh, that's funny. Like, in my head, Fortnite players are younger, so it's like, in my head, it's like two 14-year-olds like, trying to fight each other. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of my week. Um, actually, yeah. one more thing. The Netflix series, I had the chance to watch one episode of Love, Death, Robots. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. Yeah. Was this Us. from the new season or the old season? I'm not sure. I was just in Discord and one of my friends like, here, like, have you have you watched this show? And I'm like, no. Yeah, and he's like, oh, let me play this episode. And so it was, uh, it was the Beasties episode. I'm not sure what it's called, but um, it was kind of like futuristic, dystopian, like, um, kind of like a fight club, but with what seemed like genetically modified monsters. Mm-hmm. So it was like a sh- this, I guess, Love Death Robots is a, like kind of short animated yeah, it's, it's um, episodes. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so it was, it was really good. Yep. That's cool. I've watched the first like series, the first like collection, and then they just recently released another one. Um, the first collection was interesting. I didn't. Some of them weren't as good as the others, but overall, I thought it was a great collection, and um, it was very, like, definitely very violent and visceral in a lot of them, and it, it like, really tried to tell, like, a deep story very quickly and tried to, um, so, yeah, I agree, that's a good show, but I, d- I don't remember the first episode. I'm not sure if I saw that one or not, or if that's from the new season. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, anyway, um, someone else want to jump Kudra. in with what they did this week? How was your Kudra? Yeah, it kind of feels like my week was just uh, probably binge watching a lot of TV because um, I, I mean, I think we're gonna talk a little bit more about this later, but I have watched all of Stranger Things at this point, all the newly released episodes. Uh, yeah, longer runtime on those. What's that? Longer runtime on the new um, episodes. Yeah, they're almost every episode is almost a movie unto itself. Yeah, I was curious, so I went back and looked, and. Um... In all the old seasons, I think there was like one episode in all of them that went over an hour. And then this new season, every single episode was over an hour. Yeah, so it kind of made it a little bit of a marathon watching a lot of it. There were certain points in the, like, I was watching one episode, like I'd have to stop it in the middle of it after a scene. And then I'd end up coming back to it later. Gotcha. Uh, But so far, so far, I do think season four has been pretty good. Yeah. Um, all things considered, there are a couple things that uh, may not be working for me, but overall, it's definitely been pretty good. Sure. Yeah, it's going to be one of our main discussion topics this week. So, uh, what else were you uh, on to this week? Other than that, I have uh, watched the uh, first three episodes of the Obi Wan Kenobi show on uh, Disney Plus. There are some, there are probably some questionable writing on that one so far, particularly in episode three. <laughs> okay. So um, I I don't know how many episodes Disney Plus is planning on doing with that. I am probably going to continue to watch the rest of it, but mm-hmm. I'm 
starting to become a little bit concerned with how that show is ultimately going to end up. Gotcha. Have you liked other Star Wars shows coming into this, like the recent ones, like the Mandalorian and has there been? A, I feel like there's been another one. I oh, uh, got the chat here. Six episodes on Kenobi. Thank oh, you. So you're halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm halfway through. Uh, oh, but yeah, I mean, I've seen the Mandalorian. Uh, I thought season two was probably a little bit better than season one, but I can say overall, I enjoyed the entirety of it. Uh, the book of Boba Fett was much more, it honestly, in many ways, felt more like a Mandalorian season 2.5 than its okay. own thing. I gotcha. Uh, so <laughs> that, that one's a little bit lower, in my opinion. Uh, the Bad Batch wasn't bad. I didn't think that, I didn't think that one was too bad at all, but. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems just like recently, like Star Wars media is kind of hit and miss. Yeah, I've been like kind of burned on it, I feel like, since the the sequel movies. Like I honestly haven't watched anything else because I've just those sequels really made me lose all interest. So I've watched all the sequels one time and I've watched the other movies. But that was kind of it. And I, I do want to watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi one because I've I, I like Obi-Wan Kenobi as a character. So I'll probably watch that one. And I, I people have been telling me to watch The Mandalorian for like two years. So I should probably do that too, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, I haven't watched any of them, so I'm kind of <laughs> I'm worse than Colton. I watched the sequels and I kind of cut myself off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll get around to it, but sure. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's really worth my time right now. But maybe I'll maybe I'll catch up. Hey, I mean, Star Wars fatigue. I get it, and particularly after the seven, eight, nine. Uh, I'm sure you're not the only ones who have at least partially given up. Yeah. So, Kudra, you also saw Top Gun Maverick? I did. I went out and watched that in theaters uh, with a few with a few other friends of mine. But uh, I, honestly, Top uh, Top Gun Maverick was actually... I was surprised. I went in with no expectations, but if I had expectations, they would have been surpassed. Um, did they get in plane fights with any MiGs? What's the new enemy plane? Is there a new enemy central plane as the villain? Oh, uh, it's not. Re- hmm. I don't know how much I want to. I don't know how much I can go into it without it details. Like they, there are. What's that? <laughs> Is it a Russian aircraft? No. Gotcha. Okay. Well, like there are plane battles, but uh, one of the uh, biggest, uh, like one of the biggest trials in the movie is like uh, Maverick comes back to Top Gun to train these pilots to undertake this uh, particularly difficult mission that does end up involving them, like, you know, in some ways fighting having airplane battles, but uh, a lot of it also revolves around like this very high speed, um, like high speed plane maneuvering through uh, like canyons and such uh, trying to deal with like, uh, like high speed, like high G's uh, as they're flying, which is actually uh, even foreshadowed pretty early on in the flight uh, in the movie, which I thought was, uh, which I thought was very well set up. That's interesting. So that's like a thing. Um, there's a great Radiolab podcast episode, I, th- I think it's Radiolab, about a guy's experience flying. Um, it was a Raptor something, and it was a U.S. plane that had been like, it has a history of giving people all these issues where they black out flying it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you've ever listened to Radiolab, you should look up the Radiolab episode about the pilot. 
amazing episode. It goes into that same thing. But so um, does it call back a lot to the original Top Gun? Like, does it do you feel like it because I've recently watched the original Top Gun. Does it follow kind of is it like a, a, a sequel in a way, but it kind of follows the same story beats as the original? Does it does it have a lot of callback? I mean, it's a, and I mean, one of the characters that you deal with uh, very, that you deal with very early that definitely tells you it's a sequel is your um, as Maverick's relationship with Goose's son. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few callbacks to uh, the original movie, which I mean, and given the fact that what the original Top Gun dropped in 1985, I think it was 86. 86 yeah. yeah it definitely doesn't surprise me there's quite a lot of uh i think fan service and uh, nods to the original movie like did they play volleyball <laughs> oh no, well they don't they do play volleyball i believe and then but then they also Whoa, play like, beach football <laughs> yep, spoiler quinn, alert quinn have you seen the original top gun no i need to see it <laughs> i know it's on netflix so i'm I like i don't know if you need i just to need to get around to it i think you could probably i'd like to see it you could probably just watch the new top gun there's some I don't know. Like it's like a bunch of flight or a bunch of pilots, and they're all like their characters are like children, just like bickering and fighting over being the top flight person. And they all have like they all came up with childish names like Iceman and Merlin. And like Tom Cruise, literally, when he introduces himself in the first Top Gun movie, he's like, "Hi, I'm Maverick." That's how he just like that's how he introduces himself to new people is Maverick. That's literally his name. Yeah, but. I've heard that they do that in real life, though. That that's like your call sign, right? That's like yeah, what, that's exactly what people what call you. Yeah. So I, mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I had entered. Go I ahead. I think it'd be funny if they did it in real life. That might be kind of comical. I think they do. I think they do do the call signs. I don't know if they introduce themselves as their call sign, though. I, I doubt that they do yeah, that. But I, I'm torn between original Top Gun being like cheesy characters and cool characters because like as cheesy as they are like it's kind of like you could it's almost like an anime in the way the characters are so like oh i'm ice man and i'm like oh, fuck <laughs> <Iceman."> <laughs> <sighs> funny. anyways do you recommend so you would recommend it as a decent movie kudra yeah i think so um i i, I certainly think it was worth seeing gotcha that was like the top grossing film again this past weekend i think so it it oh, it was won the weekend. box office the first weekend, and then it won the box office this weekend as well. I think so. It's doing pretty yeah, well. It's been doing really well. Huh. Not as good as Morbius, who tried to re-release. <laughs> I think they didn't even crack a million dollars with the re-release. So I saw that somewhere, and it's like, oh, it serves them right. <laughs> Apparently, it is not Morbin time. Some meme online where people were angry because. They had a side by side where um, it showed the Rotten Tomato score of uh, Morbius, and it was uh, I think like seventy, and then it showed the uh, Attack of the Clones <laughs> score of <laughs> sixty-eight. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Um, yeah. So my week, uh, I uh, fixed my graphics card with a comb. So. I got a new graphics card a while back, and um, it's a big, heavy graphics card. Uh, it's a 3080 Ti, and uh, I'd been having issues the last like couple months, and I had a few issues over the last six months, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I was getting blue screens, and I was trying to figure out what it was. I had eventually went through and tested most things. 
I had narrowed it down to there was an issue with my motherboard or my graphics card. So, and I was kind of looking at the computer and I, I kind of like jiggled around the graphics card to like set it back into place and it started up and I was like, that's weird. So eventually I turned my computer on its side and then the metal frame that the graphics card sits on, I took like a, a comb and I, it's like a, a with a pointed end, like a, with a thin pointed end and I stuffed it under the metal frame and so it like would hold the graphics card straight up in place. So my computer now is sitting on its side and I have a broken half of a comb stuffed down in under the frame to hold it up straight. And I haven't had issues since then. So graphics card sag, it'll get you. Graphics cards don't usually, I mean, I have a smaller, I think just a two fan, or not even a fan. They don't usually sag, do they? I mean, or the, no. sorry, they don't usually come with like a screw brackets or anything like that do they i don't think so it came with a thing but it didn't look like it fit in what my setup was so i don't know how because i looked when i was looking up stuff online i came across that but i also didn't it didn't seem like that would fit in my case so Mm -hmm. as of right now it's just on its side with that comb jammed in and it works how big is your case is it a smaller case Uh, or is it a standard size i think it's standard it's okay ATX. You said you you said you poked around online. Did it seem like a lot of people were having that same issue, or no? Um, there was enough people that had talked about it. It didn't seem like a like a huge a ton of people had this issue, but there were some people who had it, and they they definitely had mentioned like the brackets and figuring out how to get that bracket installed in there. Right. So I think my solution eventually is going to be to get a better case because my case is it's not bad, but it wasn't like a super nice case. Um, and I think some of the better ones might have better bracket stuff to kind of hold that right. graphics card in place. But yeah, so that that was an interesting adventure. I spent like four hours messing around with it until I figured out it was literally just the graphics card sagging. <laughs> <laughs> so also on uh, Netflix, um, I watched uh, The Bubble, which came out in 2022. Um, has a bunch of actors in it, um, like... Uh, not Jordan Peele, but uh, the other guy on uh, Key and Peele. Key. Michael Key. Keegan, Michael Keegan. Um, that movie, it's like a spoof of movie creation, but they're doing it inside a bubble. And it, it's, I just kind of watched it. I'm like, yeah, we'll give it a try. And I think it's by Judd Apatow, the director. And it turned out to be actually fucking hilarious. Um, just, it's like the... You get the producers and the people running the show and they're like, yeah, these people hate you. And they're talking about the actors and they set it up to be like standoffish between them and the actors. And then the actors are all kind of they all have their own character of like they're fucked up in their own weird actor way. Like the stereotypes of how an actor is. They all kind of fit a different one. Um, And then (laughs) you get like the one they have the one like, oh, she's big on TikTok. And then none of the other actors know who she is but she's some TikTok famous person. And then they start editing the movie later on. And like, there's a scene where the girl, she finds a dinosaur and like becomes a friend with it because the whole, the movie that they're doing, the fake movie, it's called uh, cliff beast. And this is cliff beast six. So it like gets further into the spoof of like, kind of like tropic thunder where they're doing the movie and they're just, it's I can't remember the movie name that uh, Ben Stiller's doing in Tropic Thunder. That's another great spoof movie. Um, but the, anyways, they, 
she's talking to a dinosaur and she teaches teaches the dinosaur a TikTok dance. And then the whole thing just breaks out into ev- the whole cast and the dinosaurs doing a TikTok dance together. It's like a comedy of continual failures of this movie production. Um, and then it'll just go off on these weird tangents and just kind of follow them fully. Kind of the way, just like a, it's like that kind of comedy that like follows these awkward tangents out fully. Um, right. And I, I really enjoy those. Um, it, it was really surprising. I almost didn't watch it. Like it was like barely. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a chance. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, the bubble on Netflix worth your time. I would give it a B. It's, it's, is it filmed? Is it filmed in like a documentary like style where that's not, or so is it like professionally filmed? Yeah, it's like not, as it's not like, like a set. Document, it's not like a mockumentary, documentary, okay. or anything like that. Like it's kind of filmed like a movie. There is right. a guy that walks around filming them like he's doing a documentary on oh, a movie, okay. and they're just assholes to him the entire time. Like, <laughs> and he asks the most offensive questions. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'll check that's, it out. Yeah, it's a good movie. Surprisingly, I watched the the trailer for it. I know, and yeah. it seemed very interesting. It was uh, the trailer was centered more around the the woman that was had to quarantine for like two weeks, and she was like going insane or whatever because oh, someone got COVID. Yeah, she's like one of the yeah she's one of the actors. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know her name, but yes, yeah. Um, other thing I did this week was so after last week, Kudra had really talked up Hollow Knight. And I had thought about trying that game before, so um, I started in on Hollow Knight, and um, I, I, it's it's very cute. Like it's a super cute game. I love all the little bugs you fight and the characters, um, and you just use that the fact that you have a nail that you're swinging at people. That's your weapon, just an old nail. Um, the the uh, dialogue from the characters is interesting too. Um, like it's kind of like this weird bug world, from what I gather. And there's something fucked up going on, but I don't exactly know what. Um, the controls are very tight. And, like, when you jump in that game, it kind of gives you a little bit of float. Almost to, like, you can kind of... The way you fight enemies, I feel like, there's, like, this float given to your jump that kind of allows you to, like, work your dodges with your jump. And you can, like, jump slightly further by holding the button longer, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And that's... Like that that movement, I think, is what what really makes the game. Um, you know, I've tried to get into Ori in the Blind Forest before, and I've played a bit of that. And um, I, I don't know about Ori in the Blind Forest in terms of late game, but I played that for a few hours, and it just doesn't. Something about the movement in this game feels really good, so I like that a lot. Um, my first impressions of the game are that I do want to keep playing it. There are some annoyances with that I find in most Metroidvania style games I play that I have to, you know, do the, uh, going back to previous areas and I'm getting lost. I'm like, Oh, there's one fucking thing in here. I got to find to move through, but overall I like it. So I'm going to keep playing it. And, um, we were talking about it and we're actually going to make this one of our group media experiences. So we're all going to play hollow Knight over the next, I think three weeks we're going to give ourselves. And then we're going to come and do an in-depth discussion about hollow Knight. So, you know, there's some things that are annoying me about it now, but I, I am interested enough to kind of play through a lot more of the game. So that'll be something we'll do in a few weeks, but hollow Knight, right now I, I'm, I'm super interested to keep playing it. And it's a very, 
it's it's very tight as a platforming game. So if you want to play along with us, we're going to be playing that over the next few weeks. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's on PC Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. For free. Pass. Yep, and then um, I think it's pretty much everywhere else too, right? Yeah, yeah it's on all for like 15 bucks or something like that, right? I, I think like 15 a, or 20 bucks. I feel like that would be a great Switch game. It is on Switch, I believe. Yeah, no, I'd play it on Switch, but my wife has control over my Switch. um so anyways uh we can move into our kind of main discussion topics of the week so first thing we wanted to talk about was stranger things season four and uh i don't think we're going to spoil too much here directly we're just going to kind of talk about the direction of stranger things season four because for me i've watched you know the first three seasons and I've, i've watched four and i've really enjoyed four and it's made me question how I felt about two and three. I know I liked one, and I remember feeling like I didn't like two as much. And then I remember being irritated watching three, kind of like it was like wasting my time and just like dragging shit out. And then the new season, the episodes are even longer, but I don't feel like that at all. Like I like I've liked all of it a lot. To me, this has been kind of uh, the the best season for me. Um, yeah. Uh, should we give an overview of the plot line? I guess of the. That's what, that's what I was just trying to say is like kind of just a broad kind of overall. Yeah, go ahead. Idea of what the what the show is. Um, it's like a sci-fi thriller, horror, even maybe at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, show that follows a bunch of tweens that turn into teenagers as the, the series continues. Anyway. Um, in the, the 70s, right? Or is it the 80s? 80s, yeah. 80s, sorry. Um, um, it's heavily D&D. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of, they, the characters draw a lot of parallels um, to D&D when they're um, making their way through, through the plot. And essentially there's a underworld or a, parallel dimension that um kind of sits below um the city of hawkins and and it just kind of follows that entire um situation and kind of there's they go between the two worlds sort of thing and and there's different monsters and and different problems and stuff like that so right the the parallel dimension basically which and i think the series starts in 1983 is like season one and then the current season, season four, I believe they're 1986, 1987, something like that. I think each season's supposed to be a year, supposed to be 87. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely Stranger Things season one, if you haven't seen that, for sure. Um, and I would say watch the other one so you can watch season four. But I, So I, I'm a big fan of the season four direction. Have you guys enjoyed season four? Or do you have any, like, issues with it? Because to me, like, when I watch – I've watched season four, and I don't have any issues. Like, I'm like, this is what I wanted out of this after season one. Like, this is – I feel like I like it a lot. You can go ahead, Kudrow. Uh, I mean, overall, I can say I've been satisfied with uh, season four. Uh, I think there are I – mean, maybe it's just the runtime, but I feel like there are some things that maybe get dragged out or just some – Yeah or maybe just like a one or two plot lines here and there that have just kind of been like, this is either going a little too long or 
but overall though I, I would definitely say i enjoy it the villain of uh season four i think is shaping up to be interesting Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious how it's going to tie into everything that was set up in one, two, and three, because I feel like that hasn't been completely explored yet. Do you think it has to, I mean, I guess some of it would have to like kind of resolve some of that, but I, I feel like the seasons are somewhat self-contained their own stories. Well, I don't know about, I mean, kind of, because two yeah. and three were both heavily focused on the Mind Flayer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Mind Flayer kind of failed in its objective in part two. And then it seemed like in part three, it was just very focused on revenge because mm-hmm. of how because of how it was thwarted in season two. Yeah. But then, uh, but what, but yeah, what's interesting is that I find like, you know, the season... You know, season three, you know, the Mind Flayer is definitely still around, or at least he should be. But season four hasn't really utilized him yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could. I guess to me, like, they could come back and do that stuff. Um, I guess that could be a dig against it in the end if they didn't. But I also feel like it's just, it's been really good so far. Like, just looking at it. As season four by itself, I feel like it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. I haven't been bothered by the run times. I've been okay with it. Like I felt, I felt really good about the scenes and stuff, and I thought everything. It's had a very cool visual feel to it too. I thought, um, I've liked it. I, I like. It seems like they've took more kind of uh, chances with the music this season and changed it a little more. I feel like one, two, and three are more similar musically, and this one's kind of diverted a little further away, and I've liked that a lot. Yeah, I think most seasons, it's kind of, they split the plot up, right? There's different groups of people and they're all doing different things, which is pretty common. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think season four with the distance ge- geographically between different groups of people really adds to like the overall um, feeling of, you know, concern for the characters, right? And concern for the, for the plot and, and all that. And I think that, that really helps and it's kind of refreshing Mm -hmm. that it's not back in the same place that first three seasons were the entire time. Yeah. So I think that really helps. Yeah. Right. And I think that really helps um, with, with keeping the audience engaged and really building something new. Um, And I, I can't really recall two and three that well. I know, I remember one pretty well, and then I think I remember the end of three because that one was pretty pretty big at the end, right? It was yeah. a lot of stuff going on. So, um, but overall, I think season four has has been really good. I've been surprised multiple times when yeah. something has changed or some it goes a different direction than I thought it was going to, which um, which is is really engaging. So. So would you guys put this? Uh, would you put this at the top? Would you put? Where would you put season four? Like I would put season four as my favorite one so far. Do you like one better? I think I like one better. At this point, maybe it could change. Um, I am a sucker for like a continued plot line across all the different yeah. seasons, so that might overpower it. But okay. yeah, because um, I remember after finishing season one when they do like the lingering plot 
line and you're like, oh, like, how is this going to get resolved? And then, sure. you know, that kind of continues across the whole series, which, which I really enjoy. But yeah, I can see four making its way above above season one. But um, so, what about you, Kudrow? Hmm, I don't know. I'm still... Hmm. Having watched all the episodes that I have, like they're like I've enjoyed a lot about season four, particularly the end of the episodes that were really released. Um, I, I won't get into spoilers, but there was a very interesting twist that I thought was very well built up, and that I think that would probably, at the very least, put it above season three for me. I think right now, if I had to rank them, I might go one, two, four, then three, but. Um, you put two above four. I, you know, I did enjoy two. I, I feel like I might be a little strange when I say I, or unpopular opinion, but I enjoyed two. I don't remember. Like I, this season four has made me want to go back and watch the old seasons because I had been kind of on the downtrend on it, but season four, I'm like, I love season four, and it kind of makes me want to watch the first ones again to be like, what did? I, I really not like season three or was I just, I don't know, fucked up in the head at that time. Like I, I think I need to watch those again to kind of see. I think, I think season one and season two are really kind of a package deal now that I'm thinking about it more because kind of the main plot of the, of the series at point was yeah. resolved after season two. Right. And then they introduced kind of more. Right. Um, kind of backstory that kind of you could follow but mm-hmm. i think my guess is season I, i'm not like a show writer or anything like that i don't know how you how you usually write That's shows right. but i'm assuming and you are it's okay well i'm just assuming like season one like they kind of threw it out there like they're not they're not sure what what kind of audience they're gonna get that sort of thing so like it's it's you know you could give your all but you're also a little cautious at what like yeah. different ideas you're trying and all that so yeah maybe you don't go as ambitious on the first season and that's kind of what led to the second season as maybe being a little more forgetful for me. I don't know. Yeah. For me, I wonder like season three had a lot of this stuff with like the Russians. Right. And I remember not liking that stuff as much, but I've loved the Russian stuff in season four. So now I'm questioning once I see the, like Russians in season four, do I go back to season three and then like, do I like it more because I understand where it's going? That's kind of what I'm wondering. But That's a good point. I, I don't know. I, I really think I need to kind of check out those seasons again and take a second look. But. I've been thinking about doing that too. Um, maybe we all do it. Yeah. And then um, I think maybe we'll have a, uh, spoiler chat the day before the new because stranger things season four part two is or volume two is coming out july 1st so maybe on thursday june 30th maybe we'll have like a spoiler chat kind of going through the stuff in that season specifically um but yeah we won't spoil anything here though so seems like a plan um next on our list of discussion topics uh the (laughs) Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial and Twitch streamers. So, what are Twitch streamers doing? Are they like having what? So, well, I guess a little context. Yeah. Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, defamation trial. They were suing each other both at the same time for defamation. 
I believe the verdict came out last Friday. Yeah. Jury. Um, and Amber Heard was found guilty of majority of what um, Johnny Depp was going after. And then Johnny was also guilty for a little bit as well. Um, so Johnny owed Amber Heard a little bit of money, not a little bit, I think a million. And then um, Amber Heard ended up owing Johnny Depp, I think around $10 million. But the, I guess I saw an article about some, this reporter was looking at, I think it was PC Gamer, was looking at kind of the coverage, the media coverage of, of the trial and how a lot of people who probably wouldn't normally watch a, a, def, a defamation trial or watching defamation mm-hmm. trial. That's probably due to, you know, the celebrities in it, but also how Twitch streamers were essentially what, you know, holding watch parties. And that was kind of contrib- contributing to the overall coverage of it. Oh, um, so this reporter was kind of upset that, some Twitch streamers were giving their opinions that they disagreed with. And then the chat was being probably too oh, troll troll. I don't, they didn't specifically tro- yeah. say troll, but you, I mean, if you know, Twitch chats, especially for major streamers, yeah, it's essentially just toxicity and, and trolling. And, and that's what you get for a Twitch, a Twitch chat. And I'm not sure why this reporter thought that would be any, think different when you're switching to a, a trial, but I just thought it was interesting. She was kind of dem- demonizing um, these Twitch streamers for for essentially watching the, sh- the stream and letting their chat have free reign over what was going on and giving their opinions and, and doing who knows what. So I just thought it was kind of interesting because I don't think there's really been anything similar that's happened, especially with Twitch and streaming platforms no, so i don't think there's any but trials recently but i yeah the interest in it really surprised me like i i saw the uh verdict but that was kind of it i didn't watch anything else on it but it's been amazingly popular for what a month yeah i think as uh-huh. soon as it started a lot of people were jumping on and watching um and i know there's lots of uh law youtubers and streamers and who essentially they just stream and talk about different cases and precedents and stuff like that. And so that was a big thing for them as well. Um, Cause a lot of people probably don't understand what's going on. I know I don't understand what's going on all the time in, in a, a trial. So I think if you have a lawyer who's kind of streaming it and giving their input, it can be pretty valuable. Shout out to the legal Eagle. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I kind of well, felt I didn't feel like I cared though. Like I, I, it got so popular and I just could not care. I like, I don't know if somebody's getting abused. Yeah, that's bad. But like, I don't care about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I don't care about what this whole trial is. I just, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I don't know. It's so popular and I just haven't had, I've had zero interest in it the whole time. I think that's fair. I, I guess my only interest in it was due to kind of the, the defamation aspect because i know defamation is usually very hard to yeah to, to prove, prove yeah or to get a conviction on so well they did it in the what they do it in the state of virginia was it and that's the popular thing is to do it in the state of virginia because of the way the laws are set up the laws there. were gotcha and, uh-huh. how, and there was a way that 
but somebody had to have some sort of entity in that. I think it was it was like the Washington Post. Yep, it was the Washington yeah. Post. Yeah. So they have some presence, business presence in the state of Virginia. So then the counter suit or one of the suits was done in Virginia for that reason. But these gotcha. these, these suits, I guess, all happen in Virginia. That's the the thing I was looking at on it. Anyways, yeah. that's all yeah, for the news this week. Yeah, I just wanted to highlight that, and <laughs> I guess we'll see, we'll find out if uh, if anything like that ever happens again. I guess well, it'll probably guess be all over the place. This next one could be considered celebrity news. Uh, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in a new movie, mm-hmm. Black Adam. The trailer just came out today. No, yesterday. I saw the trailer yesterday. I think. Um, so uh, I had never heard of Black Adam before I saw this trailer. Um, he looks cool, but I also don't know anything about him. Have you guys, are you guys familiar with Black Adam at all? Um, you can go ahead, Kudrow. Uh, I was about to say, I mean, oh, very, very vaguely. The only real reason I know his name is just because I have, um, some friends who are much, much bigger, uh, in the comic books. Is he like a well-known comic book character? I believe so. If I remember correctly, he usually stands as an antagonist to uh, Shazam. No, oh, okay. Oh, I, I believe had his own movie a couple of years ago. Uh, but other th- other than that, though, I can't really say I know too much about him. I mean, based on the trailer, it looks like maybe they're going for maybe a little bit more of an anti-hero kind of deal for him. But uh, but I mean, that's based off very limited footage. Uh, the trailer looked pretty cool i guess as somebody who does who's kind of out of superhero movies currently i'll watch a few here and there but i'm not super into them um i would say the trailer actually looked okay some of the stuff in it i was like okay yeah that that looks all right and a lot of the superhero movie trailers i see i'm like okay i don't i don't need to see avengers fucking seven right now (laughs) but no i looked at the trailer and stylistically i don't hate it i would be interested in seeing another trailer and maybe watching it, but Quinn, what do you think about it? Even if it's DC, you're still still uh, open to giving it a try. Uh, I guess you're indifferent because you, you hate all superhero movies, but uh... I, hate, I, hate, I, hate some of them I like. Um, I know. So yeah, DC, I, just... I mean, I yeah, I would give it a chance. I was just gonna say, I think it seems like he's essentially as, like Kudrow was saying, a uh, anti-hero who has literally unlimited power. So I think I'm interested to see what they do with him because it's I think it's gonna be a lot of character development rather than like right focusing on the action because yeah yeah he can pretty much do whatever he wants. I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer at the end, he literally catches a a missile. Right. So it's like he he's invincible like he's got super strength like he can fly like he can do it all so like what you know i mean i guess that's kind of like superman but without the baggage right so i mean he's introduced as kind of what he was a a slave and then he was killed and then he was reborn as a god i think that's kind of like how the intro to the trailer goes so it seems like he's got a lot of um their anger or frustration built up from from the way he died initially so um it seems like he's going to be kind of like a loner 
loner anti-hero and I, i'm not sure what's gonna happen right. i'm interested well, though we'll have to see more speaking of the rock so summer games fest started today and um i don't know if you guys got to watch any of that but there was i saw long, that like video where the rocks like holding a camera up to his face i it had to be like two minutes long and then in the middle of the video he goes on about his energy drink he's like try new koa energy so uh i i would like to try some koa energy um i'm gonna try and find that i i don't yeah that it was oh i don't know he's like in his gym he's like hey i'm here working out but i stopped to talk to you at the games fest and then right they talked about him it was i wasn't sure where where it was going honestly in the beginning i thought I thought he was going to be in some video game and then he just talked about his gym and then he's like talking about all of his right. um, nick- his nicknames and you're yeah. like, okay, where, where are you going with this? Where are you going? And then he pulls up the energy drink. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think he had a lot of time to just plug all his shit. And then he's I like, think, yeah, also Black Adam. I think it was a pre-recorded. I, I think it was for sure pre-recorded. Yeah. So I think... What are you gonna do? Not play the rocks whole video? Right, right. Probably not uh, a good idea. Everybody <laughs> loves the rock. Yeah. Um. I so other highlights from uh, Key Three, as we're calling it. Um. I they did uh the new Firaxis game. So Firaxis has been working on a, a Marvel game for a while now, and I today was the first time they've shown anything in a long time. I don't know if they showed anything before. The disappointment, they didn't show any actual gameplay today, which made me a little sad because I think that game's supposed to come out this year. Um, but Firaxis is the, they're the people who made the XCOM games. Um, so it's like, in my opinion, the best uh, turn based, uh, grid based uh, strategy game. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, um, it, it's got some weird demon lady that comes out with green fire and she like turns venom and the Hulk into like demon characters. And those are the enemies, but I'm really interested to see how they work those superhero abilities into a grid based tactic system. Um, so I, I'm interested cause I love for access games. Um, I don't have any problem with them being Marvel superheroes. Um, that that's cool. That's fine with me. That sounds like fun, but I am interested to see like how the gameplay actually works with their superhero abilities. Cause you almost have to make, like in XCOM, you have characters with different guns and equipment. So in this game, you have to somehow take those superhero abilities and make them work in a grid-based combat system, which sounds amazing, but it seems like that'd be hard to do. So I'm super interested in that. Um, I didn't see anything else that jumped out of me from the Summer Games Fest announcements. Um, did you guys, had you guys looked at anything, anything from there you saw? It, it was a lot of stuff that was already announced. Yeah, I didn't really see. I tried to, I kind of had it playing up in the background, yeah. just listening to see if anything caught my interest. And I didn't Yeah, really see anything. I think the one that caught my attention was uh, Goat Simulator 3. Never played Goat <laughs> Simulator, but. Oh, that video was hilarious. <laughs> I saw the video and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. So they skipped two? Is that? No, they had two, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, from my understanding, it's essentially you play as a goat and you wreak havoc. Yeah. It's like a physics based game and you get weapons and you essentially kill people and and break things as a goat, which is obviously a popular game if they've made three of them. So, right. All right. Well, that does it for the summer games fest today. Um, Next we got a, 
iOS 16 update, uh, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Um, so they had a lot of updates there. One interesting one. So they noted in that thing that uh, the Mac is getting No Man's Sky and Resident Evil Village this year, um, which I don't know if they've done gaming segments in their past year's WWDCs, but um, is is this like their step to try and get the new M2 chips and M1 chips, their new architecture? Are they going to try and put games on those? That'd be interesting. That's what it sounds like. I'm, I'm, I didn't look too much into that aspect. I kind of scrolled through the iOS 16 updates just to yeah. kind of see what was coming down the pike. But Yeah, I'd be interested yeah. to see if they're trying to do st- more stuff with gaming now because that, that was really interesting. They really, like, they had a segment for gaming, and they had a segment where they talked about, you know, Resident Evil and their uh, Metal 3, like, effects where they can uh, increase graphical fidelity with less processing power, I believe is what they're trying to say. Um yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, Quinn, did you see the, uh, what are they calling it, uh, pass, pass keys? Apple's new password yeah. thing? Yeah, my uh, my dad sent me an article, I think, about it. That looks awesome. Essentially, what, that was the most exciting thing to me in it, was the password. Yeah, you're okay with uh, Apple having your facial data stored? Not, they already do, so. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's it'll it'll cut down on having too many passwords, right? Essentially, Apple stores your your bio ID, and then yeah. you don't need to create a a password for each individual type of of login. Okay. Well, and it was interesting because it was saying like, oh, you can come up to another device, and then you it's like going to be set up in a way that you can then use your phone to somehow act like because that if I could do that, that'd be amazing. Right, um, I think. They sometimes, I think companies already kind of do that. I don't know, like, like if you go to set up like a streaming app on your TV yeah. or something like that, you can a lot of times you right. can go from do like phone. a one click login with your phone. You're already logged in your phone, you can hook it up. It would be cool if there's a good system I could use for like most passwords that kind of follow. Right. That. So the pass keys thing was the most interesting to me. So mm-hmm. probably when that comes out in the fall, I'm going to be trying that out fully. Yeah. I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Did they did they mention a beta at all? I know I've I've done a beta <laughs> iOS before, but I'm not gonna no. They did. I think it can be dangerous. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna worry about that. I'm gonna wait till they give me the official one and I'll just get it and it'll be great. Um yeah. but yeah, I'm excited to try out the pass keys. I think the other top feature that is coming was that you're able to either un. I think both unsend messages oh, and edit messages, yeah. I messages, I should say. Yeah. yeah that's pretty so, cool. so that'll be interesting. I know Apple still uses SMS for iMessage, I believe, or they use an outdated, I think, oh, gotcha. way of use of sending um, messages. I know Android uses the most up to date, secure. Wait, I thought Android Wait. SMS messages. No. The reason that, at least from what I've heard, the reason that you have to send SMS for Android is because Apple doesn't support the the oh, new the newest message type I guess. that Androids use. Yeah. So it's essentially Apple being oh my God. annoying as they usually do. But it's such a messed up system. I wish they could figure that out and have a fucking right. clear like security. I think that's everyone. I think that's 
that's a lot a lot of Apple folks yeah. believe that Apple is like the superior and like iMessage is the best when in reality it seemed it's they found out so, that Android has the, the upper hand in that department. <laughs> so before before it was iMessage was all encrypted and everybody else was using SMS correct. But now what yeah. you're, now there is a like standardized encrypted that everyone uses, but Apple still uses iMessage and they're just being pricks about it now. <laughs> that's that's my understanding of it. I don't know if if yeah. I'm behind or yeah. if I was fed false information, but that's that's how I understand it. So Yeah, right. Huh. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yep. Well, you know, just don't send text messages. Right. They're not safe. So <laughs> just, uh, always use, uh, don't use email. That's not safe either. Um, Talking person. That's yeah. what you got to do. Get off the internet. <laughs> it's not safe. Either. Smoke signals. <laughs> um, all right. So, other gaming topics we have for today. Um, uh, Sonic sent. They had a, a Sonic Central <laughs> event, which I, I saw. I'm like Sonic Central about to go live, so I had to tune into that. Um, I guess because the Sonic movie has been really popular, they need to make like 20 other Sonic things. Um, I. I mean, I that's the only it. way forward, right? I guess so. I watched the Sonic Central event, and I. I don't care about any of it. It's just, it's just like, it feels like a bunch of just like underdeveloped things or like just low, low bar, real low bar. Like what kind of Sonic shit can we throw out there? Well, isn't that what you would do though? If you were at Sega, you see you're making these, these movies are making so much money and no. you see this as an opportunity to, to cash in. No, I would pivot and make fantasy star online. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah but you're not the demographic they're going for right <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> they're bringing all these new these new yeah. younger this new younger audience right that have never played the old sonic original games but like if i was 12 would i want that or there's a lot of good games out there like i don't know if i was 12 if i would be fleeced by this sonic nonsense even Probably if i, not. Even <laughs> if I like the movie i don't know if i'd be like yeah i want to play your shitty sonic mobile game or whatever the fuck i don't yeah anyways there's a lot of sonic bullshit coming out and <laughs> none of it looks to be any good um also since i watched a few sonic things last week my youtube algorithm has been infected with sonic um so it's feeding me all kinds of sonic videos and let me tell you the people big sonic fans out there they're really upset they are really <laughs> upset. Uh, just not not like now they were upset years ago because some of the videos i've picked up are like a, a couple years old and like oh my god they're like yeah i don't think the critics really understand sonic um you know we have to take their opinions but do they they're not really fair to sonic so like wow that is a community they are really they upset that sonic doesn't get more respect they sound like a bunch of angsty teens. I don't know, but I, I just keep watching the Sonic videos. I'm just like, well, I got to know <laughs> why Shadow the Hedgehog was a failure of a game. And then I watch this hour-long video of why Sonic the Hedgehog or Shadow the Hedgehog game was a failure. And I agree. I'm like, yeah, that game sucks. <laughs> and then, it, but yeah, the Sonic fans are, there's a strong cult following there. And that's a, that's a YouTube place that, 
I, I don't know. Like I was like mad that it was there, but I keep watching the Sonic videos, so it's partially my fault at this point that I keep getting more Sonic videos. Hmm. Yeah. I guess we'll have to follow up the the success of Sonic and see start, if, it start, if it goes up or if it goes down. I'm gonna start yeah. playing. You're gonna contribute. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll we'll find out. We'll keep you guys updated with uh, what what's going on in the Sonic universe. Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about Sonic Origins? That was the that's like the remastered version of the original Sonic, correct? Sonic. Yep. Yeah. Well, I that was one of the things in the Sonic Central, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- new levels. No, not new levels. New something. You can play as Knuckles, right? And Tails. And Tails, yeah. yeah. Right. I think I, I played the original Sonic, or maybe not the original, but whatever Sonic was on the Game Boy Advance, I played it. And as a you know, a little kid, I I really didn't like it. I thought it was fun. Like I'd play it for probably like ten minutes, and then I I'd be playing. I'm like, why am I doing this? This isn't fun. That's so then like, I'd, I'd play something else. <laughs> the proper response to playing a Sonic game, unless it's Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Right, this right. kind of hurts me because <laughs> I have a, uh, I, I like I had the original Sega Genesis. I spent a lot of time with the original Sonic games, uh, one, two, and three particular. Uh, like, I remember I have very fond memories of them. So see, here in this, like I understand the Sonic hate over the recent games, but the old ones they still have a uh, still have a special place in my uh, my gaming history. Uh, I had a Genesis at one point, but I also had a Game Gear. And the charger to my Game Gear was, like, messed up, so I had to use the batteries. And the Game Gear took, like, six AA batteries and worked for, like, fucking three hours, and then it died. Oh, my God. I remember I had – it was, like, Sonic – the the, the Chaos Emeralds were a thing. I don't know if it was Sonic and Knuckles, but it was a Game Gear game. And I I think I have, like, some hate developed for Sonic just because the Game Gear battery life was so bad. I think, Mm. honestly – because the Game Gear, like, if you ever have ever played a Game Gear, when you played a Game Gear, the graphics were amazing, and the screen was awesome at the time, but it ate batteries like a fucking monster. So it kind of, like, that's your balance. Like, why is the Game Boy better than the Game Gear? Because the Game Gear batteries last for three fucking hours, and then you need six more AA batteries. So that's, it literally just loses on that alone, to be honest with you. Um, mm. I've never even heard of the Game Gear. Oh, nope. the game gear, it's like a, it looks like uh, take like a Sega controller kind of and then take the sides of the Sega controller and make those like switch Joy-Cons and then attach a screen in the middle and you got a Game Gear. So it sounds like one of those like handhold handheld like consoles that you get off of like Wish or something like that from like from China. Kind of, except it was by Sega in the 90s. Oh, it was the Sega system. Yeah, yeah. This was oh, okay. The Game Gear. Yeah, this was this was not like a newer thing. This is old. This is back. Gotcha, in. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. interesting. No, I wow. guess I didn't have that problem. As I said, I played them all on the Genesis. Good old consoles. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, last gaming topic we had this week was uh, a Goldeneye remake was officially announced. I don't know if it was officially announced. Oh. Was it? I, I think oh. they what? found uh, like achievements on Xbox. I, yeah, that's oh, what I saw. Yeah, and that's what okay. they're suspecting. And a formal announcement's going to be coming soon. Right. Yeah, Golden Eyes. I mean, 
Goldeneye is probably not fun to play today. So are they like updating? I, you'd have more fun going to play like some split screen Halo than you would playing Goldeneye. Goldeneye's controls are N64 controls. That's not going to work. How many frames like is Goldeneye? <laughs> 20? <laughs> I don't know. It's literally a moving picture, right? <laughs> I'm not saying Goldeneye wasn't a load of fun in 1998. I don't, but like, I'm just saying, like, I don't know what they're doing with Goldeneye now, but I cannot imagine having fun playing Goldeneye now. Like, not for more than 20 minutes. I maybe they're not worried about it. Maybe they're selling on nostalgia alone. And I think, yeah, I think they're making, they're looking to make a quick, a quick turnaround. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, it's going to work. Cause Goldeneye is going to come out and I'm going to be so mad. Cause people are going to be like, Oh my God, Goldeneye's out. And I'm going to want to trash it. So I'm going to need to go play it for myself <laughs> to say, Hey, it's not fun to play a <laughs> first person shooter in 2022. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I don't we'll know. See. I, it's not. It's not that I dislike. It's. It's. A, I'm not saying I dislike Goldeneye or like Goldeneye in 1990 whenever it came out. 1997. Like, 1997. But I can't. I just can't imagine trying to play those controls. Well, wasn't Goldeneye one of the most popular and highly like touted games back then? Sure, but that but that yeah. was before like right know, before all the upgrades. All right, if Goldeneye comes out, we need to play some like split screen <laughs> four player Goldeneye. Oh my god, I need to drink a bunch of beers before we play too. <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess we'll be on the lookout for Goldeneye. Are you guys excited for Goldeneye? I mean, I've no, only ever played but... it once. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think I played all of like two or three times at a buddy's house multiplayer, but I'm going to hold out hope and be interested that they do something fun with it. Or like it's Microsoft, like it's free on Game Pass. Then I'll be excited. I just get it who, on Game Pass. Who who owns it or who developed it? Was it not was it Rare? Who developed Goldmine? We'll take a I I think you're look. right. I think it was Rare. I thought it was rare as to who's in my head. Yeah, according to Google, it looks like Published rare. by Nintendo, developed by Rare, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that would be Microsoft then. If if I don't know if Nintendo owns any of the rights to the game, though. Because Microsoft owns all of what Rare was. But in terms of IP, I don't know. And publishing, I don't know how that works. So, yeah. Um. Hmm. Anyways, Goldeneye. So our uh, group media experience for the week, uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981. Um, To give a description of the movie, the year is 1936. An archaeology professor named Indiana Jones is venturing in the jungles of South America searching for a golden statue. Unfortunately, he sets off a deadly trap but miraculously escapes. Then, Jones hears from a museum curator named Marcus Brody that a biblical artifact called the Ark of the Covenant, which can hold the key to human existence. Jones has to venture to vast places such as Nepal and Egypt to find this artifact. However, he will have to fight his enemy, uh, Rene Belloc, and a band of Nazis in order to reach it. So, what do you guys think about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, I can get us started here. I think 
It's a okay movie after viewing it in today's current day and age, I guess. Um, okay. I, I had seen it a couple times prior, I think probably 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and it definitely, it, I thought it was interesting. I knew what was going to happen, obviously, but yeah. I do have some issues, especially some parts were hard to hear. What do you mean? Hard um, to like like I, I just couldn't understand what was going on. And I don't okay. know if I just had bad ears or yeah, I had, I had subtitles on, but Paramount Plus's subtitles for that movie were like all in black. So like you couldn't, and they were like tiny, hmm. so I couldn't read it. Um, and then also some, some parts of it, I thought were a little dark. I was watching it in a dark room and then some, I, some of the things I, I can't see because I don't know, like the camera angle was off or I don't know. It was just very dark. So, um, I definitely think it's a movie with cultural significance. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody knows Indiana Jones running away from the boulder, the old trope of going into a a temple with all the different traps and escaping, um, use, you know, using the bag of sand to, to weigh it just right enough to get the, the idol off of the the pillar, that sort of thing. So. Um, and then obviously you throw in the Nazis, which all Americans hate Nazis. So um, you make some money. I think the idea is everyone hates Nazis. I, don't... I, I mean, they did tie it in nicely because like yeah. Hitler did historically take, you know, go try and find artifacts and art yeah. art pieces and stuff like that. So, mm. um, but yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I think my, I'd probably rate it a, a C. I think it's a solid C. Okay. Um, I think it's one of the, the best Indiana Jones movies just due to its being the first one and um, the plot, pretty predictable. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part is uh, when he shoots the swordsman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was on my list of um, that was a great scene where the guy like does a whole sword dance and then he just pulls his gun out and shoots him. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I believe, and this is, I think something that I've seen and I don't know if it was actually confirmed, but apparently they were shooting that scene and Harrison Ford who plays Indiana Jones was just tired or something like that. And he didn't really want to <laughs> like fight him. So he, he just <laughs> shot him and they rolled with it, I guess. That's pretty good. That, that I was reading up on that, and what he he was tired, but it was because he had dysentery at the time. Oh, okay, that's yeah, that's important context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I always thought that scene was pretty funny because, like you said, he, he does all his crazy sword work, and then he's just like, oh, "I'm over it," and just shoots him, shoots him dead. So yeah. Um, um. One one last thing, I I did think it was kind of weird. And I guess this is a spoiler, but um, I'm blanking on the the woman's name. Uh, the dark hair. Yeah, I know you're talking. The main the female. Uh, Marion. Are you talking Marian. about Marion? Yeah. When she when she dies in the explosion, I just didn't think the next scene really like like I don't know the. From one scene to the next scene, it was like really weird. It was just she was dead, and then he was just there drinking, and it didn't. It I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I was yeah. like. Hmm. It it doesn't seem like he's actually that sad for some reason, 
or they kind of move fast at really fast or I, I don't know. It was the movie seems to jump around a lot really quickly. Yeah. Like when mm-hmm. it cuts to a different thing, it's like, okay, now we're doing this. And um for me, like I <clears throat> so from chat, um Grab a Mango says, in its time though it was a banger. Um yeah, I, I agree that in its time it was probably great, but watching it now it's hard to overlook some of the stuff like it feels like a never ending chase scene some of the time and my god the mixing on the music holy shit the music is so in your face and the music really feels like it gets in the way like a lot like i feel like that music is just just bashing me in the face and that that could be that's probably a remnant of the year it came out what 1981 so but Man, that music doesn't work for me. And also, it sounds a lot like Star Wars. Holy shit! I know it's the I same was... guy, uh, John John Williams. It's the same. Yeah, guy. they're the same composer. Wow, does it sound a lot like Star Wars? I was like, holy shit! You, you took the first part of the Star Wars thing and then you changed the end, and now you got Indiana Jones. Yep, that I was gonna say that that was gonna be my last <laughs> note. Was I would be listening to the music and be like, hmm, am I watching Indiana Jones? <laughs> right. Right, and it's Lucasfilm and everything, so I get it. Right, like, man, Harrison Ford, yeah. Too much like Star Wars for my liking. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, the things you described, where you, the where you talked about, like you know, the tomb he was in in the beginning, like that that was really cool, and that was all within the first five minutes of the movie, where we got all the Indiana Jones tropes. Um, and like you know, the the tomb traps are cool, and then he figures everything out, but sometimes he messes up, and that just leads to a great escape a great exciting right and Mm -hmm. it's always crazy escape scenes where he barely makes it out of everything only to lead him to another situation where he has to make another great escape and then he talks to some scholars about the ark of the covenant and then he makes another escape um is he stealing the artifacts in that first one like is he just stealing that artifact whose artifact was that is he just stealing that from the people of the country i don't know does that play today can you do that i don't think you can do that anymore uh not really i think there's been a um there's definitely been a push in modern archaeology i believe to more preserve uh historical sites and kind of like keep like native artifacts and like you know native places because the whole thing is is like generally speaking they kind of want to preserve the site as much right. as possible so that way we you know if technology advances yeah well Indian then you know destroyed the site and stole the artifact so are we canceling Indiana Jones? <laughs> I I don't think that would be possible. With <laughs> <laughs> um, Indiana Jones's rabid fan base, like no. does he have a rabid fan base? Is that it? It seems like it. I mean, um, I feel like Indiana, like particularly the first movie, the one we're discussing right now. It's like I, yeah, I almost kind of wondered like how would this uh, be uh, kind of perceived because it's like I don't know if that one's really is this even like. Are like Indiana Jones fans ready for this movie to be like deeply criticized? I don't know. <laughs> well, deal with it. Um, <laughs> I think it's the kind of common back then, right? For to be all about the museum. I mean, they talked about it a couple times that they're trying to get the artifact for the museum, for the museum, for the museum, right? Yeah. So I think, from my understanding of the times, and I even think today, like. You know, there's lots of museums like in England and around the U.S. that mm. that do similar things. You know, um, w- whether that would fly today, I don't think so. I think you're right. Like Kudrow was saying, you're trying to preserve 
you find something, you either give it to the the people that own the land or are indigenous to the land, or you get um, permission to take it or, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's a lot less finders keepers than just weepers. Yeah. Yeah. And even like there have even been some conversations around like, you know, native artifacts that were taken that are currently in museums about giving them back to where they were taken from. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's no way any of that would fly today in the movie. I I liked a lot of like the slower stealth scenes where he's uh, like performing stealthy acts or like doing some sort of puzzle solving. But then it feels like there's these chase scenes following that that drag on for a bit too long. And again, the music just beating me in the face. Um, I, it's like I want to like some of it, but then the chase scenes just really kill me. And it feels like it's never ending with the chase scenes. Um, you know, how cool are whips, though? Whips are sick. Like, what a cool idea to give the guy a whip. I'm a fan of that. I wish he used his whip more um quick quick whip um interjection yeah yeah. i i just moved to dallas uh, like three weeks ago i was downtown we were moving stuff in there's just this guy walking down the street he's he's got a whip he's just (laughs) he's just letting the whip fly and i'm like okay i didn't know that was normal in dallas but yeah i guess people walk around with their whips underrated dark souls weapon whips yeah (laughs) you get two whips who can stop you (laughs) nobody um so for me I, I i have to give it a d plus like i can't i just i get so graded on by the chase scenes and music and I, maybe at the time but watching it now i don't think you need to watch indiana jones i think you could watch the first 10 minutes to get that the first scene where he's escaping that uh temple in south america and then I think you could just watch somebody recap it on YouTube over 15 minutes. I don't think you need to see the rest of it. I, I don't think it's maybe it has if you're like really into the cinematic history, maybe. Um, but overall, I, I can't say this is one you need to see. I could give you better old movies to watch, but uh, not this one. I'm going to go D plus. Hmm. You know, when he gets shot and then he he holds on to the whip while dragging underneath the truck yeah uh, that was that was mind-blowing <laughs> yeah. this man got shot in the arm and then somehow he's still holding on to that truck but <laughs> he did it somehow <laughs> Broke best use of a whip since castlevania <laughs> uh and i mean there are definitely some things for the movie that's a product of its time i remember one of the things that stood out to me like immediately when i started watching this movie was the relationship between um Indy and Marion because oh, you're sitting yeah. here talking about like you, you know took advantage of me as I was a child right and yeah. I was like oh, am I seriously about to spend this spend the entire movie following a statutory rapist please yeah. don't tell me that's the case right <laughs> I mean but this is a thing in move old movies like remember we were talking about Top Gun earlier in the episode there's a scene in Top Gun where Tom Cruise follows the female main character into the ladies room that happened. oh yep Yep, just you're right. Right after. And I, I remember watching it. I was like, wait, what? Did he just walk into the ladies' room? It's fucked up. <laughs> but, I had the same thought, but at least that lady was of age. But wasn't, but the, oh, I see. Because in her past, she wasn't of age. Yeah, I, that's, it's really undefined, right? They just say that and then they don't say anything else about it. 
we don't. I, I feel like it's kind of the. I feel like it's implied at the very least that she was definitely like, at at the very least a teenager. I don't know. Uh, and then it's been ten years since we've seen them, okay. since they saw each other. So I don't know how old she is in the movie itself, but it seems to the implication being that she was a teenager at the time. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Right. We're not canceling right. Indiana Jones. She has to be twenty eight. I think, well, I think it strongly implies that he took advantage of their relationship and mm-hmm. the fact that she was very attracted to him and he was, yeah, probably wasn't very um, gen- gentlemanly about it. Speaking of being attractive, one of the best things about this movie is Harrison Ford's great voice. Now, I don't know how you guys felt, but a lot of the dialogue scenes. It, it did not feel like there was any depth to the scene at all. It just felt like people were talking on a flat recording. But Harrison, Void's got, Harrison Ford has a really good voice, I think. Um, it made me want to watch Blade Runner. I'm like, oh, sick. Harrison <laughs> Ford. I, it kind of made me want to see some Blade Runner just to have Harrison Ford talking. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, still a D+. Plus. I was about to say, one of the characters that, I, you know, Harrison Ford characters, Indy, like, he, he was great. But the other guy I think I'd highlight, too, is, um, I, I forget his name, oh, the, oh. the Digger dude who yep. um, who was helping him out. No, I 100% agree. He was one of the better actors in the movie. His acting, I thought he was good. I don't know his name, I but I, do, I, I forget his name. You're talking about. Also, the scene where they're digging up there, what in the hell? I guess it's just the quality of effects at the time, you know, where there's like the storm cloud above that looks kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and how did nobody see them up there for all that time? They just assumed that that they were with with everybody else, maybe? I don't know. There's some weird shit that happens when he's like in Egypt and like digging stuff up and then he's got a whole digging crew, but none of the Nazis saw him and he's like right next to them. That was a little weird. I got a little lost, but... Yeah. I, w- I was a little weirded out when... Um, he's sitting in the like that cafe. There's uh, Bellic is smoking hookah, and he sits down with him. And then all of a sudden, they all pull guns on him, and then all these kids run in. And I'm like, these kids are about to sacrifice their lives for Indiana Jones. <laughs> but then I like walk through in my brain. I'm like, oh, it's probably like the you know the native people like aren't gonna shoot their own kids essentially. So like they know that. So it was kind of like a oh. We're well, not going to shoot these kids, right? Yeah. Then when they leave there later on, when he goes out, they're like all standing in a. Like right. They're a all just standing back there. They're all cheering for him while he leaves on the chase thing. Next, I feel like it's. I don't know. Kudra, what's your. Uh, where, where do you stand on this movie? Where do I. I mean, I, I for one, I, I think the one thing I'm hearing from you two a lot about the music, it's like, I have to disagree. I like the music. I think it's one of the more memorable things about Indiana Jones. So maybe okay. it's, maybe I don't necessarily mind if it's, you know, playing loudly. I agree with that because of the, the Indiana themes or the Indiana Jones theme song is, is very catchy. Yeah. And it, it, I, it's not, it plays so a lot. Much, it's not so much that I don't like the music itself. It's I don't like the way it's mixed in. I feel like it just comes in way too harshly and loudly into a lot of scenarios that, it, I, I think it's like too harsh and too loud and maybe overused in some ways. Um, but no, I, I don't, I like the theme song itself just as like, I like that stuff and I like the uh-huh. score itself. I just don't like, there's like, there's three or four of them that sound just like Star Wars songs. I don't like that. That annoys me. I'm like, is this fucking Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 
but I just feel like it comes in too harsh and loud. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost, it's like, oh, the music's coming and this means he's going to win this fight. Oh, wait, no, the music. Then, you know, the scenes where like the music starts and stops because he doesn't win the fight. There's one where he goes to fight and the music starts. And then I believe he like loses. The music kind of trails off. Then it goes on for a little bit and he wins the fight again. Then the music starts up and then he's off onto his next escape scene because that's what he does. I guess I just, yeah, I guess the movie for me, like, wasn't as big a factor. I think the thing that I found the most interesting was the plot itself. Because okay. Okay. Uh, one of the, one of the criticisms uh, I remember listening to, particularly after the episode of the Big Bang Theory came out that really discussed this in depth, was, uh, you know, Indiana Jones's actions don't really have any overall impact on the plot, <laughs> whether or not he, w- whether he was there or not. Uh, it was, it was ultimately a foregone conclusion for what was going to happen. All the Nazis were going to die the minute they opened the ark. I never thought of that, but that's fucking true. So, so it's like the ultimate, it's almost like the ultimate version of the shaggy dog story. Yeah. It's like, this is all meaningless. (laughs) Huh. I never thought. Which I can't tell if I love the movie more for that or if I hate it for that. I'm still, I'm kind of on the fence there. Um, well, could it be more of for the times, the action and, and sequences and stuff like that were the main draw, you know, drew the audience in more than the overall plot line? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. I guess then that tie up in the end or tie out throughout the entire film wouldn't really matter as much if if the main focus is like Colton has said, him escaping multiple, multiple times over the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, in the end, like you said, it didn't even really matter that he was there. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, if that plays a fact uh, part, but. Yeah, I think as far as like the exploration of the stuff, go, like exploring the old tombs, uh, you know, the care. <clears throat> I mean, Nazis are definitely a convenient villain <laughs> because you can really do whatever you want to them, and no one's going to care. Uh, but yeah, and the actions—the action scenes overall, like I—I I don't know. I feel like I kind of have a love-hate relationship with this movie right now, uh, which I would, yeah, I kind of have to agree with uh, Quinn's rating. I think a—I think a C is about where I'd put it right now. Yeah, I think that's a fair place to put it. Now you're a hater. <laughs> I just felt a little bit on that on the love hate. I felt a bit on on the hate side. I think it's understandable. And <laughs> in today viewing it in today's world, for sure. But yeah, but so think... uh, um, are we? Oh, Kudrow. What? Yeah, C. So we got two C's from Kudrow and Quinn, and a D plus from me. Um, so next week. We are going to rip apart the Temple of Doom. <laughs> if you want to watch along with us, we are going to be watching Temple of Doom before next Thursday's cast, and we will be discussing in depth the Temple of Doom. Um, we're also going to start playing Hollow Knight as a group media experience, and I think uh, three weeks from now, yeah, three weeks, the 30th of June, we're going to do an in depth discussion of Hollow Knight. Um, and that's that's all we got for this week. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can email comments or questions to srankmediaclub at gmail.com. 
Um, thanks for coming to hang out with us on the live stream here. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. See you guys. See ya.